Right, so let's talk about Frank uh, from 2014. Director uh, Lenny Abrahamson. Written by John Ronson and Peter Strahan. <laughs> it stars uh, Domin Hall Gleason as John Burroughs. Scoot McNary as Don. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal as Clara. Francis <laughs> Civil. Or maybe. Aye, Francis Civil as uh, Barracu. Uh, Carla Azza as Nana. And of course, Michael Fassbender as Frank. Uh, you want to do the plot, Andrew? Or you want me to tell you? I don't really care what the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> According to the back of the Blu-ray, it says, Frank is an offbeat comedy uh, about a, a young wannabe musician, John, who finds himself out of his depth when he joins a, an eclectic pop band led by Frank, a musical genius who hides himself inside a large fake spherical head and his ter- terrifying bandmate, Clara. Mm-hmm. And, like, shenanigans ensue. Basically. Cheap end into that. <laughs> it, <clears throat> aye. Like, that, that's it, really. A boy is struggling, musician, walks mm-hmm. along the beach one day, all of a sudden finds himself being the keyboard player to this band. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're in a cabin in the woods. For like two thirds of the movie, recording an album. I'm there for like fucking joy. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to grow a fucking beard anyway. Yeah, monster beard. Aye. So Andrew, uh, what did you think of Frank? I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. It's not something you see every day. Aye. It's no. It's not something you would watch normally. No. Would it? No, I wouldn't. I would look at the cover and I'd think, oh fuck that shit. <laughs> Since you forced me to watch it, I kind of got, I got into it, and right, it was good. Mm, I Ooh. thought it was actually quite well done. Mm. Um, like right away, I'll have to say I, I enjoyed the movie as well. Yes. Um, but what struck me was it wasn't like a biography. When I was hearing about like they made a film about Frank, and mm. of course. This is like you thought it was gonna be Frank Sidebottom. Exactly, like uh, who is a comedian called uh, Chris Seves, Seves, and Frank was this like character of his, which <laughs> text message, uh, which became like a persona in his like I think did it. I don't know much about Frank Sidebottom, but it gave me the impression it basically he became Frank Sidebottom. Like, he lived and died as Frank Sidebottom. Right. Because I remember when he actually did die of cancer, more people were referring to him as Frank Sidebottom than Chris Thingley. Right. So, right away, seeing that this movie was sort of set current day, and it was like, wait a second, like, I thought this was the story of how Frank was discovered. And Mm -hmm. because there was something like, Obviously, there should have been a little bit more research if I could have took a note of what the band... It's something like Frank Sidebottom's uh, big, fabulous, fantastic musical band. Like That that was the name of his group. Oh, was it? Aye. I know he had like the TV show where it was like, uh, Frank Sidebottom's uh, Shed Show or Fantastic mm-hmm. Shed Show. And there's things like... Things along those lines. But right. for the fact that... This was him, like, being discovered what almost felt like this year. Like, mm-hmm. the whole influences of, like, social media. Like, this boy was sitting... On YouTube and Aye, shit. he was tweeting stuff, he was filming stuff. Like, filming, like, the the upcoming, the, the rising of Frank. Aye. And which was like, but, eh? No, this is... Like, this all happened, like, in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and when looking more into it, it's a fictional story that is based loosely around articles about Frank's life uh, as told by their keyboard player, who, mm-hmm. like, is the ginger kid. Mm. So, like, again, this is just, like, the ginger kid's perspective on f- Frank and his eclectic group of crazy people. Mm. Like, the French couple and... Uh, 
Maggie Gyllenhaal, the internet's sad turtle. <laughs> she's a fucking asshole, that woman. Oh, she was something offy in this film. Eh? Aye. Like, Gonna be flashing her fried eggs and shit. What's <laughs> that all Get some tits before you start that shit. <laughs> it was the way she was sitting threatening them, like when he's washing the dishes. Oh. And it's like, it's like I, you know, it's like I have feelings too, you know. He's like, no, you don't. And like, you have uh, ten fingers, ten fingers with like bones <laughs> and flesh that just play keys. That's all you are. And like, <laughs> then she pulls like a knife. Oh. <laughs> so, obviously, right. Well, we'll let you know now. We won't spoil Frank for you. We'll, we won't. We won't because we're uh, reviewing this movie before it's out in stores. Oh. So. Like, people's not got the chance to see it yet, and this is almost like a promotional episode where we could try and convince people to see it. Right. Oh, get some sales. Some Which, permission. D- unless they buy it for our Amazon link, maybe. But... Oh. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we'll do what we used to do back in the, the old days of, like, episodes 1 to 10. Oh, yeah. when we were when we were one so and we just couldn't bear watching what we said. Exactly. We'll have uh like we'll have some notes about what we feel is like spoiler free content and isn't giving away too much of the story. Uh-huh. And then like after after we wrap up the show, like the mics will go on again and we'll talk about like our favourite spoilery moments. Right. So that way, like if you've been to the pictures and you've seen Frank and you want to know what we thought about that bit Alright. And then, like, just stay tuned in. It won't be the all <laughs> things <laughs> film promo. Aye. <laughs> so, um, aye. She could be a right bitch at times. And, it was. Like, I reckon it, it was like she was just being protective of Frank. It, it sort of like he was almost like a pet to her. Aye. Like, she was guarding him, like, at knife point. <laughs> like, if you're wanting to show Frank about what songs you know and like, like oh you you could do songs too stay the fuck back <laughs> don't you fucking dare I love it to the point like where um, like because the relationship between John and Frank like kind of kicked off quite quickly Aye. like uh, obviously John gets in the band after like the original keyboard player like tries to kill himself by like running into the sea <laughs> and I love the fact that uh, when seeing it, it was like a ginger keyboard player, and Aye. John's just like this young ginger keyboard player. <laughs> and half a half an hour later, in he basically is that ginger keyboard player with a full <laughs> beard and frazzled hair. <laughs> it was like he exactly like I was expecting the film to end with him running into the sea. <laughs> like he's like, oh, some Inception shit's going on. The Aye. end is the beginning, but the beginning is the end. <laughs> 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 and then it'll zoom out and Earth is actually just like Frank's eye bottom's head rotating and like aye, that's more... what I'll go for the credits aye and it's all just like parts of his fucking heart aye the, the, the style aye mm-hmm. um, but no I did like the character like John's character was kind of likeable to begin with like um, he was walking about randomly tweeting and like, I like the use of, I've said this already, the use of social media, but the way it's portrayed, like, eh, like the, it's almost as if there's an interface built into the screen where it pops up and you see the text message being typed out uh. and the hashtags and who it's at and telling you how many followers he's got and this just appears like a like a HUD, like in a video game. Like, yeah. where you see your health stats pop up in the corner. This is uh. a boy sitting, tweeting a message about, eh, what was it? Uh, like lady in the red coat what are you doing with that bag <laughs> or uh, having chicken panini for lunch nom 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 <laughs> and I was like oh my god this is like everyone <laughs> everyone does that <laughs> so like he was a likeable character and like it was just this freak luck that he ends up like uh, do you play keyboards like yep do you know these three keys yep okay show up at nine o'clock <laughs> And next thing you know, he's on stage with like this just group of insane people. Aye, we have those. Mm-hmm. And especially the the whole thing of like Frank and his yeah. giant. I keep I know I keep referring to it as like a giant helmet. It just is 
Sounds right. Oh, that's a side talk. Um, <laughs> aye, so like just the, the the giant head that Frank has. It's uh, always just been this weird thing. Like before this film, when was like the first time you came across like Frank Sidebottom? I'd seen him, but I never really paid attention like, or understood what he was until I saw Filth. Aye, that was like well, that was totally a point I was going to bring up, because <laughs> really that's like when I kind of first kind of understood him as well, because uh, he was like a big plot device in Filth. Yeah. And. Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like, I didn't know what the hell like Frank was like. Was it like some sort of variety show he did, or was it like a talk show? Was he like? The seventies version of Graham Norton. <laughs> I just think he's like Stewie's big brother. <laughs> I wonder if like Seth MacFarlane took any cues from Frank Sidebottom in like designing Stewie. Oh, maybe. Like just for like, unless he was a fan of Hey Arnold. Probably. <laughs> Probably <laughs> like, okay, right. Is there an evolution of football-headed children? American football-headed children. <laughs> yes. But, um, aye, like, the whole thing about Frank's mask, like, I was actually surprised at how, like, uh, overly complicated it looked. Aye. Like, he had, a, like, a little feeding tube, um, they looked like they had a wee hatch at the side for maybe when he wanted to shave, and then they had, like, cable, oh, the shave. cables at the back, and you thought, has he got, like, air conditioning built in there? Aye. It looked like I had a vent on the side of it. Aye. And I was like, Christ, like, to be honest, I thought it would just go be a fucking art attack, some paper mache around a balloon. Aye. I wasn't expecting some proper construction in this. I know. <laughs> so. But then you got close ups of it and it looked like it was fucking paper mache because there was like bits of sellotape and it was like it was coloured in the same colour and that. Aye. And but ah, just like shots were in line, and you can see cables going into boxes, and like, what is eh? Like, is he almost a robot? Like <laughs> when they're doing their music, and when Frank, like that's the whole thing. They go to make an album in the woods, uh, and it's like the most bare bones thing ever. Like they're all just in there, like trying to break themselves down. Like, aye, trying to like play every single note perfectly. Aye, and even to the point where they're turning their like uh, band members like go primal. Like Frank was forcing John to like lay an egg at one point, aye. and they're like calling each other and they're like, hmm, what, wait, like is this like a mental breakdown of the kid to get like the real kid outside the kid who's let's turn them insane? Exactly, it's like is that the only way we're gonna get this perfect thing out? <laughs> like it was, it was a kind of a weirdly wonderful film. Aye, it wasn't like like amazing. It's but it's sort of like almost like a little journey. Oh yes, like. I guess it is because you're following like this kid's time with this band. Uh-huh. Like he's he went from eating paninis on a park bench to, uh, like, and again, if this is too much of a spoiler, like they, they go to America. Yes. Is that a spoiler? I would think so. Okay, right. Let's jot that down. Seventeen minutes, Stuart. Better shut his pass. <laughs> So, like, that sort of thing happens, and it's, it is, it's like this whole evolution of the character John. Uh, he from... was all, like, naive and, like, a child, and then at the end he's, like, I know, it's a like broody he... adult <laughs> with growing skills. Aye, and not the skills to shave. No. That was the worst Dude, idea to shave ever. I don't look at YouTube. Was that the first time you ever grew a beard? <laughs> and was it, did you go through like a full stage of puberty in the woods? <laughs> Must be that mountain air. Exactly. Like, I, I again, if you went for fucking 
like fucking billy goat hairs on his chin to fucking full on like lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a fucking woodsman all of a sudden. I know. And then like <laughs> had the worst shaving incident ever. <laughs> like <laughs> let's just tie the razor onto the end of a stick and brush my face against it. <laughs> fucking idiot. What's the worst that could happen? Slice. <laughs> so, um, I think this is us getting to the point where we can't talk too much more yeah. about uh, what we can and can't spoil. So I'll ask you, like, probably at this point, it's silly to ask this question, but what do you think of like Michael Fassbender as an actor? Was in the film or like? like I, of course. Like, start with this film. What did you think of him? As Frank, it's kind of hard to fucking say because. Did you think you only see him for like fucking? Oh. Right. But it's hard to tell. Because he's wearing a helmet for like the film. Hi. You didn't get any facial expressions. He could be just sitting in there reading a fucking script. It could be any kind, and he could be like. On a Skype call to the director reading lines. Yeah. But there's something about it that you just think, like, nah, that's him under there. Like that big giant bulge in his fucking trousers. (laughs) (laughs) I never noticed that, but I reckon it was just something about, like, his charisma, like, his sort of body language, like, just totally matched the tone. Uh. Like, I love that part where him and John were, like, having a little bit pill talk together, and he's like, He's like, you think I'm a bit weird with the mask and all that. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I just can't read you. I don't understand like what your face is. And he's like, maybe it'll help if I <laughs> tell you my expressions out loud. And he's uh. like, welcome and smile. <laughs> and then like he gets a compliment. Like, oh, flattering grin. A uh, dashing half smile. <laughs> and I was just like something you'd just like that wee nuance. And he just kept bringing it back later on in the film where it's like, <laughs> like flattered grin. Worried look, and Jalen Hall was like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> it was. He was just something about him. He was just funny as hell. Uh, uh, even to the point where it's like, right, are we going to get him to see him without the helmet? And uh, he, John walks in on in on him when he's in the shower, and all you see is the helmet lying at the door. Uh, and he thinks he's going to get a sneak peek. Uh, and he just opens the door and. <laughs> It's like, what the hell happened? I was digging if I should say it, but I think I'll leave that bit for the listeners. But uh, I-, I wasn't expecting that at all. I'm kind of <laughs> glad it was shot above the waist because he, he obviously wasn't hiding like his dignity. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, aye, so. I'm doing a podcast, you fucking bitch. Sorry about that, sure. That's alright. That's just her just walking in the friggin' door. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, outside of Frank, any memorable performances of like Fastbender that stand out for you? Um, probably Inglorious Bastards. He, like, aye, he stole like that middle section of Inglorious Bastards. Aye. Like, when rewatching that last year. It was almost as if it was like a movie within a movie. Like, uh, the perfect movie within an excellent movie. Mm. It was like the perfect, um, like, suspense. Like if you just, a sub, It wasn't like a thriller, because all it was was like half a dozen people in like an underground bar having uh, drinks. And it was almost, maybe, I reckon if I'm just talking shit here, but it could be like an Alfred Hitchcock thing. Where uh, it was, it was just, like, people were having a drink. Half an hour later, like, they're all dead. Well, almost. Aye. Uh, but, it was, like, that for that part of the film, Michael Fassbender, like, he kind of just, like, flies in at one point, like, just parachutes in. It's like, hey, chaps! And he's all, like... British, British, and then he gets in there, and then he's like this cold, stern German officer. Uh. And it was, I think, if that was a Quentin Tarantino thing where he just managed to, like, make this dead interest and wee story in the middle, and then, like, chaos kicked off over, like, 
the slightest gesture gone wrong. Aye. Puts the wrong finger up. Exactly. It was like the littlest thing and it all fucking kicked off. But... And it was, they were just, everyone was like, like, he'd done that wrong. They all looked, and then it was just like, I've got a gun under the table. I've got a gun under the table. Like, everyone's bits were shot too. Bits? Aye, basically. I'm fucking, it was just a strangling bit as well. But that was nothing to do with for Spender. Uh, oh, forget about the strangling bit. The woman. Right. That's not a day with first bender. Aye. Talking of strangles, what about back in Frank when there was like a wee montage of like the band bonding together and it was like the the French bass player and Frank were like like doing a little martial arts bit and like the French had hits the helmet. Uh, and Fastbender just ends him. He just grabs him in a headlock and swings <laughs> him down. <laughs> like you're just going to snap his neck because he touched uh, his face. I just bit pissed myself with that bit. It just <laughs> caught me off guard. He's like, "I'll fucking end you if you touch my face." <laughs> it's very fragile. It's paper mache. Can Neil Buchanan made this for me? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I tried that when I was a kid. Made like a paper mache, like a balloon with the paper around it, and then left it inside the boiler, and it just never set. Inside a boiler. Like I, my cupboard had like the boiler in it, so that was when you open that door, that was like the hottest part of the house. Right. So I just like left it there. Right, you put it next to the boiler. Ah, I didn't put it. Just the... like open the boiler and put it. Nah, I would have to get a heating engineer to help me with that one. But yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, eh, not to be sure, lad. Just put it in front of the. I was gonna say the microwave, but no, the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as good as Art Attack. Nah, I was shit. I didn't even try. But I guess like Michael Fassbender will be known to most folk now for really uh, yeah. X Men. Aye. Like as Magneto. Like when we went and saw like first class in the cinema, like like he fucking like kinda of blew my mind again at just how cold Aye. like his portrayal of the character like Magneto, how he had like uh, the characters past in the concentration camps and then he was almost like this stone cold hitman going across Europe finding and killing the people that were involved. Aye. And he was just like sort of badass and like he managed to keep like the same momentum when it came to the sequel. Aye, definitely. But like for the three films I've noted here for F- Michael Fassbender, uh, have you ever seen the one Shame? No. Like I think that's I... the infamous one where he like struts a bit with the like the full Fassbender out. With the Tommy knocker out. Aye. <laughs> And it was, I'm, I'm, it, I reckon if, like, so you've not seen it, but I, I think seen, the perfect way to describe it. They're not like incest or some shit. No, nah. Your sister from. Yeah, maybe fell asleep at that part. I think, like, there, there's almost, like, it looked like it was about to happen, like they were comforting one another, and then it got a little bit, wait a second. Your brother and sister, uh, stop that. <laughs> but that might just... To be honest, I, I saw it when it first came out. Uh, well, when it first it went online. It was on Netflix, like, surprisingly quick. Uh-huh. But all I remember is, like, he jogs for about one-third of them film. Like, uh-huh. he just has, like, his routine. Like, he has, like, basically the perfectly sculpted male. So to keep up that routine, he's out the early hours in the morning... In his grey joggers, just like listening to classical music, jogging the streets, and uh, he has. We're gonna have to maybe talk about this at one point because I think I want to help him talk about it at the moment. I think he has like some sort of porn obsession, and <laughs> one day he comes home to find that his sister's moved back in, like she's Aye. maybe fallen out of a relationship, and it's the strangest thing. Like he walks in on her in the shower, and they just Aye. have this like conversation like shouting match and she it's 
Carrie Mulligan, I think, and she just stands there, and it's like this full frontal shot of her nude, and they're just standing there arguing for like a clear minute, like her not clearly bothered about hiding her modesty at all. Like he throws a towel at her, and she throws it back in his face, telling him to go fuck himself. Uh. And I think she like discovers his porn collection, and it, I, and for there it's a blur. Maybe I never actually finished the film. I just remember oh. like lots of like jogging to classical music. And I think um, if that kind of labels it as like maybe a, a little bit pretentious, like uh, a, like a drive style film, where it where there's nothing going well, on and like there's, there's music. And that's see that's what I was going to say is like uh, since I mentioned drive, I will lose you on this film. <laughs> <laughs> but there is those elements where he's just jogging and like there's nothing going on. He's just. Jogger, he can have, like, he's just working out his thoughts. Like, you're not, he's not sharing those thoughts with you. You're just having to sit and watch him jog a few blocks. Uh, but there is, like, one shot at the beginning where he, like, walks from the bedroom to the bathroom, takes a piss, then walks back to the bedroom, and there's just a camera sitting in the hall. So you see him just strut past naked, take a <laughs> piss, and to the point where, like, the, the camera's facing the toilet, so you just clearly see between his legs. Like him pissing oh. into the toilet. <laughs> I think if it's like, is this? I think if this is like, I'm watching like male pissing porn all of a sudden. <laughs> Have I been tricked? <laughs> I hope nobody watching movie. watching me like watching a man piss on camera, <laughs> <laughs> and then just walks back in front of the camera and just like dongling a schlong as he goes past. I'm like, okay. It doesn't go to the point where, like, you're introduced to Morning Wood or anything, but, <laughs> like, it's like, definitely, uh, like, I think his most, maybe, arty, pretentious film to date. Yeah. But, aye, as one of these films, like, man, I kind of convinced Margaret to watch it. Like, I don't think the sale of, like, off, look at this guy's huge cock. You would think it'd be the opposite. Like, you think, oh, God, let's watch it. Let's watch this man's huge cock. Yeah. <laughs> it's Magneto's cock. <laughs> watch it, like, pull male objects towards it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he gets an erection in the morning, everything in his room moves a little bit closer towards him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why Ohong's made of fucking wood. So he doesn't wake up covered in fucking pound coins and watches and... <laughs> Uh, he's still got a metal frame bed. Aye. Uh, he would never be able to get it. <laughs> Just wrapped up around him. Like uh, a fucking hoggy wrap wrapped in tinfoil. Uh, the only way you get out is if it fucking works. <laughs> Like every morning they just wants to go to work and do wanking. So, uh, let's talk about the box office budget for Frank. Uh, yeah, I suppose. You know what I go in that? Hey, let's see a thug. <laughs> 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 I, I'm pretty sure there's maybe like a Marvel What If comic out there covering uh, Magneto's uh, morning habits. Right. <laughs> oh, he look that one up. <laughs> That's why he's kept in a glass dome. Is that right? The only way I'll get peace and quiet if I just deck the walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, the budget to Frank, you want to take a guess at how much it made cost to make this movie? Uh, cover that much, maybe eight million. Well, you're right in saying it didn't cost that much. It only cost one million. Oh. So, like, which I could imagine, <coughs> which I would actually imagine, uh, isn't it that surprising? To the point of, like, think of the film in locations. Uh, think of the cast, like, how big the cast members are. Like, the real standout people in this movie is clearly a, like, Fast Bender, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and then it goes uh, into, like, that uh, Domino Gleason, like, the ginger kid. And he's, uh, like, no, that really big a name. I know he done that Rachel McAdams movie, uh, About Time, where he's, like, a. Uh, you could go back in time. Never seen it. Oh, it is last it. year. It was something like a romantic, a British romantic comedy, and it's got uh, Bill Nye. Rachel Nighy. McAdams in it. Then I didn't want to see it. That <laughs> bitch is days romantic comedies. Oh, shit. Ah, it seemed a little clever, like than the usual one. Like 
the guy fucks up on the first date, so he goes into his dad is like a time traveller. And so he passes the secret to his son where he goes in like said, just go into the cupboard, think back to that day and like you'll wake up that morning again, he gets to try it again, he gets to be suave and gets the perfect relationship, but he finds that if he does it too much, like he basically erases the whole relationship. And it, like to the point where they're married with children, next thing he knows she doesn't know who he is. They don't have children and so like abuse of powers and that. Like that's all what I've picked up from the trailer anyway, but that actually doesn't look too bad. But that's not what we're talking about. No, you freak. <laughs> so yes, uh, Frank cost the budget was a cool one million dollars. Um, you how much did fucking fast bend enough take for David? Harry Ken, this could have been like a project that either appealed to him or like it might just be something quirky or like I'm not a clue. We're going to have to, like, send him a tweet. Aye. Is it, oi? How much fucking... did you take today, Frank, you cock? <laughs> you massive cock. <laughs> you gigantic throbbing penis. <laughs> Aye, that's the hashtag at the end Aye. of it. <laughs> but uh, when it came to the box office for this film, uh, in the UK it raked in £850,000, uh, I guess. Oh, no, actually, that was translated into dollars. And then for the US release of it, it pulled in $16,000. Like $16,000? Yes, it was only in cinemas for one week. Uh, so, uh, altogether, as far as I'm aware, with the UK and US box office results, it pulled in $866,000. Right, so they'll have made a profit. What's about one point two, one point three million. Pound. Mm-hmm. Unless that's a million dollar budget. Oh. And then it's shy by about 234,000. Uh, so, but I think, I think these are like the type of films that probably aren't made to uh, break. Exactly. Like, I think it's done more for the art. Like, obviously, a Transformers movie, like that fourth one that just came out. Uh, that was probably clearly made. Well, I'm making a, an assumption here. That's made for the money rather than for the art. Yes. Robots. <laughs> dinosaurs. Yes. Robots riding dinosaurs with swords. Robots turning into dinosaurs, getting ridden by fucking <laughs> robots. Robots with swords. That turns into trucks. Aye. Aye. <laughs> In IMAX 3D. <laughs> course like i'm pretty sure like a a frank was in 3d and imax <laughs> like that would have made more money but uh, maybe for like just all frank's scenes he was in 3d and just like that gigantic <laughs> head was just leaning out or uh, maybe it was like just fast bender's waist just waving out at the crowd uh, like oh fuck hi <laughs> let's be lucky shame wasn't in imax <laughs> It'd be like going to see Anaconda. Oh. <laughs> Good job it wasn't in one of the 4D cinemas. Oh. Getting all fucking. getting golden showered on. Three of the star. <laughs> Alright. Um, do you want to know the internet's reaction to Frank? Go for it. Okay. I'll tell you what the internet movie database thought of it. They rated it 7.3 out of 10, based on 2,700 votes. Good. And when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, you want to take a guess at the percentage? Um, 83. Well, you're not that far off. 90%. Oh. 90% fresh. That was based on 74 positive to 8 negative reviews. Uh-huh. So, I, 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 this might be the type of film that is right up like the critic street uh, and that's thing like both of us actually seem to have enjoyed the film like yeah. when you text me your thought of it is like hey well, fucking hell that that worked out in favour for both of us then yeah it wasn't like the, the other film I told them uh, we'll no bother with was it uh, Vamps with Alicia Silverstone sexy uh. vampires in like New York City it's like Oh, it's going to be like Sex in the City with Vampires. 
Like it's not it's not no worth our time. No. So, um if if we have convinced you to uh, purchase Frank, um it is being released by a uh, Curzon uh, it might be Cruising, Cruising Film World uh, label. Uh, so they're the people releasing it, which is a new label to me, by the way. I've no heard of this one before. Yeah, uh, no. But they're releasing it on 15th of September. That uh-huh. is uh, this Monday coming up. Uh, coming right. out on DVD and Blu-ray. Nice. At modest prices. Probably. What you'd expect for like a single disc Blu-ray nowadays. Yeah. Um, special features include commentary with the director, composer and lead actor. Which uh, one? Will it, aye, will it be Michael Fassbender? It's a uh, Domino Gleason. Oh fuck you, the ginger. And one of the funny things when it came to promoting this film coming out, I, I received an email asking if we wanted to interview the director. Aye. And I thought, I think it's too soon to do those things. Like, yeah. To the point take, where take it very well if I'm swear like fuck out. <laughs> exactly, like he's he's an Irish born director who's done uh, maybe like a handful of films, I think a few shorts, some other films we've not seen, and at the point of receiving this email, we hadn't received a uh, the the review code to watch Frank Keeler. I thought uh-huh. we can't kinda interview this guy and like not know a fucking thing about him. <laughs> Like, how fucking professional are we going to sound? Right. Saying, oh, I, we watched the trailer twice. Fucking hell, man. Oh, I can't wait till they talk about, like, uh, Frank's uh, Shed show and, like, this, uh. that, and that. I can't wait to see your portrayal of the 70s. Right. Can't yeah. wait to hear fucking Fassbender's version of that fucking brummy accent. Exactly. <laughs> but have you seen Filth yet? Like, mm. we just come off looking stupid. I know. Like, maybe if we were a little... Because I don't see us ever getting proper, like, director interviews. Like, I think it's in the case that it's going to be, like, maybe... Directors of, like, offbeat indie comedies. Like, yeah, from we'll the UK. interview Nolan or... Exactly. Spook. Like, we're never going to sit down with these cunts. These cunts are never going to sit down with us. Like, <laughs> sure, I've, like, Skyped an interview with uh, some boy with Trevor, and it was, like, a documentary about horror movies and like this guy who's basically uh directs all these special featured interviews for like horror movie dvds so he basically got with enough people to splice it together and make his own documentary yeah uh, we, got, we got to talk to him but wow i bet you were starstruck aye and like he, he, i didn't even think like this was his proper day job the boy like works for like total film so he was like he he was the one that was interviewing Josh Whedon and like doing uh, all these things and like and he was like yeah so and I think I made one comment and he dismissed me and I was like well I'm not going to say anything else really because you seem like you do seem like you're that interested in what I have to say so I was like uh, just let Trevor finish the rest of the interview and I got to play with my phone for the rest of it <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't see us doing any director interviews anytime soon no. But, aye, uh, other special features include behind-the-scenes featurettes, a sound uh, promo, uh, deleted scenes, and a theatrical trailer. That's no bad. Exactly. Things. Like, what else could you really expect from the film? Like, it, it's not it's not like a big Marvel action movie where you're going to get a uh, Queen's load of behind-the-scenes stuff, a... Uh, Mm. like proper making ofs and interviews with cast and crew like there's like six people in this film really uh. and like two of them speak French so okay <laughs> so <laughs> where do we go from there <laughs> but aye so if we have convinced you to buy Frank please buy oh, it through no. Amazon no please buy it through films and swearing slash Amazon that address doesn't exist. Uh, go to filmsandswearing.com <laughs> and click on the Amazon ba- banner on our homepage. Yes, please. And then, like, the no strings attached. All you do is visit filmsandswearing.com. Scroll down the page. On the left, there's the shiny little Amazon banner that's flipping away, telling you about what films are coming out. 
click on that and just do your shopping as normal. Go order yourself a copy of Frank. Get yourself a Blu-ray of Shame so you could freeze frame some cock action. AP. Uh, hell, uh, I'm pretty sure you could get an Inglorious Bastards Blu-ray for a good price now. And oh. buy them. Just go and treat yourself. You deserve it. Yeah. And at the end of it, we get basically 5%, like a wee percentage of your sale. Like Amazon yeah, kicked back. Exactly. They kicked back a couple pennies their way. Yeah. And that's it. That's like, it doesn't cost you extra. No. Like, heck, you're actually like helping us a wee bit with this. Alright. So, like, fuck it. Why not? Buy Frank. Get some fucking cash. Exactly. Tell Amazon Stu and Andy sent you. <laughs> and, like. And they'll say, fucking who? <laughs> Maybe if, like, we put, like, a cryptic enough message, like, if you have Frank and, like, you choose to have your gift, uh, your DVD wrapped <laughs> and, like, have, like, just put on the message, have Big Mike wrap this for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe like my cousin that works at Amazon will personally send out a copy of Frank to you which will be badly wrapped <laughs> okay. probably some beard here in it <laughs> well, like, we'll, we'll send him a text and see if he could lick every copy of Frank that goes out so that your copy <laughs> comes with Big Mikey DNA yeah clone that motherfucker <laughs> I don't care if that's a benefit to any of us, but it's no. <laughs> like, he's no Michael Fassbender. Let's say that no. we're, we're not saying Big Mikey for that reason. <laughs> anyway, let's stop taking digs at my cousin, uh... Michael Tiny Bender. <laughs> <laughs> In some circles, the ladies call me Mike. Aye. <laughs> Michael doesn't work very good. Shut up. <laughs> okay, um, right. Let's wrap up the show and talk spoilers. Right. Uh, I've been your host, Stuart Sutherland. Joining me across Skype, we have had Andrew Walker. Yeah. And find us on the internet, filmsandswearing.com. That will have links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, and Stitcher. All uh, those links could be found on our homepage. Look yeah. no further than that. So, uh, Fuck off and tune in next week. Yeah, you tell them. And uh, stay on the line. <laughs> We're not actually properly tuning out if you want Frank spoiled for you. Aye. Uh, if you want to hear good bits. That wouldn't the smoothest segue, but... You've had enough time to turn off the episode. It's spoiler yeah. time. Yeah! Aye, so... If you show uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal your junk, will she rape you? <laughs> yes. Every time. Like, is that all it needed was a fucking rugged ginger beard and, like, if his beard's that bad, he must have, like, a, like exactly, rough. that must have been, like, a mirror image down to his crotch the same beard growing up, <laughs> with just, like, a wee bobby pinking out. <laughs> and just fucking, <laughs> fucking broke the boy in half. Like a wee fucking hairy cyclops getting fucking destroyed. I just fucking grabbed his face and just rode it. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I guess that I didn't, I didn't see what that done like for the film. Nah. Like, she, she didn't like him anymore after it. No, nah, she despised him. It was like she basically had an itch and just scratched it on him. Nothing. And then but she was still. Of my funny is itchy. <laughs> Let me scratch it with your fucking ginger cyclops. Oh Jesus Christ! And so <laughs> I there's like, like she has him in the in the hot tub, and then like she still has the exact same feelings for him afterwards. Like I fucking yeah. hate you and what you've done to us. And uh, it wasn't until like the band slowly started breaking down when they got to South by Southwest. Yeah, and it started making me think like. Like, with John riding the coattails of this band, he is slowly destroying it. Aye. Like, uh, obviously, Maggie Gyllenhaal left after the breakdown when, like, Frank realised so many thousand views on YouTube doesn't mean you're amazing. Yeah. And he kind of has a little panic attack and he wants to go home. And Aye. Maggie Gyllenhaal's like, yeah, let's go home. And he, 
And John's like, no, we've came so far. It's like, my dreams of being on stage are being like pulled away from me. I need you, Frank. I need you to make me famous. All right. And I got to that point where it was just them left. It was uh, just, sure. uh, just Frank and John. And just before they go on stage, Frank cross-dresses and puts some slap on. And I was... Oh, and he comes in and says, let's fuck. Yeah. He's like, okay. I was like, oh, no, what's happened? <laughs> like... The fucking monstrous Franks came out. Uh, he's got his fucking... Uh, holy shit, I forgot his name. He was basically like the Joker from The Dark Knight. Just to slap the big red face paint on. Uh, like the crooked smile and it was like let's fuck like wait <laughs> um, I mean let's go on stage and sing and oh, right away go on stage and try to shit an egg and fire <laughs> that was the thing like as soon as they went on stage um, like it almost like switched parts it looked like John was the lead and Frank was uh, like the uh, guy playing maracas uh, at the side uh, and it just made me think, it's like, it has, like, John has, like, ridden the tailcoats of Frank to then become, the, like, the star. Like, he started rattling off, like, his own song. Uh, like, that was none of their songs he was singing. No. All their song was, like, onion rings and, like, skinny ladies. And, like, I tried to write down what the fuck Frank was, like, Frank's happiest song, luckiest song ever. Like, he had, like, his, oh, no, most likeable song ever. Uh, and, like, it was just this weirdest fucking thing where, like, a keyboard notes and it was like, onion rings, onion rings, do, 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 do. Like, <laughs> and everyone was like, um, whoa, okay. But it was, like... A wee is... bit, man, likeable. Exactly. And, like, they started playing the keys and it got a wee beat to it and... Like, he's like, John, fix the song. And he was like, getting all happy, and the band were like, you're just changing, like, we're not the band we used to be. And, uh, like, they stab him in the leg and leave. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, just as soon as they went on stage, and John just basically fucking ran with it, like, playing the guitar, knocking out his own song, and uh, then Frank, like, collapsed. And it was, it was just like, his meal ticket just fell over in front of him. Right. It comes interesting. You fucking Edgeian wannabe. <laughs> that was basically what he was. He he seemed to have played like that. That Boyle could get the job if like they done a biopic on. Maybe they just done a, a film coming out called Ed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a boy again? Was <laughs> like oh fuck. With like, horse fucking with their big teeth. <laughs> he ruined Frank. And now he's here. <laughs> the ruined. Mm-hmm. And it was like to the point where Frank eventually runs away and gets like struck by a car. Uh. And like <laughs> when he runs around the corner, I had to laugh because like the guy that comes out the car runs out is like I just like Walter White. <laughs> For a second there's like, wait, is this taking place in like New Mexico? And it was the fact that like the the broken helmet was there and like he was gone. Hi. It, it was like just trying to keep this myth about him, like you'll never see his face <laughs> until somebody tweets you his home address. Aye, whoever that was. Exactly. Now my question to you is: When we finally get to see Michael Fassbender in uh-huh. the film for like the first time, like ten minutes before it ends, Aye. and he has those scars across his head. That's that's happened to him before. Like that's not for that accident, was it? No, that, that boy. Well, I looked... him just for him wearing that mask. It almost looked like a fucking Frankenstein style. Like it looked like he had brain surgery. It looked like they actually took the top of his head off and uh, plopped it back on, and it just looked like this scar going across the whole like cranium. Uh-huh. And it just made me think, like, oh god, he is like this tortured soul. Like, ah, he's a musical genius, but he's, like, a wee bit soft in the head for the looks of it. Uh-huh. But, you think it's just the indentation of wearing that helmet for decades. Aye, because he never takes it off, so... I know, yeah, he, like, he wears it in the shower. That 
I'm surprised he actually survives in the shower where he had the helmet on and then he had a, a clear plastic bag over it <laughs> so that one wouldn't get wet. Uh, uh, like that scene was just shy of him having a belt around his neck. Yeah. Like, this is how I clean. <laughs> um, but aye, like, I'd, what did you think of the film's ending? I thought it was alright, I suppose, the band getting back together. Aye, it, it was. It kind of, like, I like the way they done it. To the point where I think John even realised himself, like, he was like the cancer of the group. Yeah. Like, he kind of just ruined everything. And then, like, when he reunited them back together in what looked like a fucking... <laughs> the worst fucking rankest pub ever. Aye. Like fucking the the good old boys and blues brothers, like they had a better gig <laughs> behind the chicken wire fence in their club than these guys here. This was just like dilapidated bingo hall uh, or like slash diner. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It just had a big stage. Ah, uh, in the back. Uh, and it was like they were just like singing. Just yeah, this. you want to marry a lighthouse keeper. Aye, and it was, it was just like, almost listening to like a record on repeat, like the lyrics were just, she just kept saying, I want to marry a lighthouse keeper. Mm. And then someone was like, so I could polish his bulbs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> dick jokes. But no, it was the, <laughs> it was Ball jokes, right. Aye. <laughs> And like then like Fastbender was there and he just takes a microphone and he uh, just starts dropping lyrics and like it's like wait that's actually that's actually a kind of decent song like this is uh, pretty catchy ah he's like Fastbender could sing <laughs> and it was it was just like just that shot of them kind of getting their groove back together John's uh, at the bar swigging a beer cuts back to them properly getting their groove on cuts back and like John's gone. Uh, and it is it's like then it's like the fucking band's back and it's almost like it's a happy note it finishes on really isn't it alright because it's like sure this uh, fictional version of Frank's over with like the mask is broke yeah uh, and like I don't know could there be a metaphor but clouded judgments now he's clear and they realise right put Ed Sheeran back on the plane send him back to fucking I was going to say Ireland, but... No, they were in England before, I think. They were still Aye. there. I think, it was, I think when it came to the filming locations, it was actually in Ireland. Because I know it was like all the things about the Irish government or the Irish council popping up before the film starts and how it had its connections like Film 4. Uh. But... Aye, so... Like, they were like my main points there. There wasn't like, really anything huge... Other than like the boys' minor internet fame as like the chinchilla guy, aye. But like that was oh like, the chinchilla. Exactly, he was he was fine for like one scene in a diner, then aye. he was never mentioned again. The person thought it was him we were swimming that guy hung himself. Yeah, out of nowhere, like aye. when you just thought it was Frank hanging there. Like, mm-hmm. he'd just been, like, the spare helmet and just went and hung himself. Aye. Uh, it must have been because the fucking... They'd finished the album and they didn't care what to do with himself. Mm-hmm. And it was just the song that... What was it? Oh, the song he sung as well. With Shag and Mannequins. Aye. And that was kind of his thing. Aye. <laughs> Alright, so, um. I reckon, other than that dude committing suicide, like, I'm trying to think, what what is wrong with this band? In a sense, like, right, the ginger drummer to begin with, trying to kill himself. Uh, That boy was trying to, and then Maggie Gyllenhaal could be deadly with, like, it wasn't a boomerang, but she managed to launch a bit of wood and clutch a cunt. (laughs) Charles they couldn't catch him with a fucking noose though. <laughs> but, or did she? 
I guess it, maybe it was just like the stress of like they're trying to produce an album and <laughs> they, they've no record a single fucking note and then like uh, a German couple show up for their holidays what in the house and uh, Fassbender just works in perfect German uh, <laughs> in Nuria and then takes a like for a wee walk in the weds and then mm. they're all singing and dancing it's like okay strange what did he do? Did he whip out <laughs> his German? I think so. <laughs> what did he say with it, No. Did Did you get to play with his helmet? Yes, his German helmet. <laughs> Sent her home happy. <laughs> Even the kids were smiling. And when she got home, away. she was still happy. <laughs> okay. Um... Have we exhausted Frank? The one thing I wanted to think with was the ginger boy. Yep. How much was the rent for that carbon? I'd again. I'd, I'd imagine like what would the cost of a, a lodge be in the middle of the countryside. Yeah. Because they were there. Like, how long were they there for? They like. Man, a year. The the time scale to grow a full fucking beard. Well, he says that he. Paid the rent for eleven months. Right. And they were there before that, so I think it's about a year. Mhm. And he paid for it all. So how the fuck much money did he get for his granddad? Ah, uh, they can. It could have been like a deposit for a house, and it just got pissed on an album. Yeah. <laughs> and why did they not want it back? Well, that's it. <laughs> Obviously, it was spent. Like the the only way he would make money is if like, the album was a success. Yeah. So, because like there was that moment where like they basically were like he came up with a suggestion and then it got shunned. Uh, right. he, he went out and he was like rage tweeting. Right. Like so this happened. Hashtag and I paid I paid all the fucking rent. Right, so like, I I gave you my fucking nest egg. Right. But, but I um, I think that was, I think that could be us. I think so. Mm-hmm. We gave a good. I was gonna say we we gave Frank a good service. Oh, <laughs> like that's us hitting an, our, like well over our one hour mark now. So especially for us uh, recording this at the moment without like a proper introduction. Aye. We've managed to actually talk an hour about a movie that we couldn't go into too much detail about. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, again, if you want to buy it, go to filmsandswearing.com and click on the Amazon banner and then just purchase it. You'll throw some, I can't want to say shekels because I listen to the same advert on like so many American podcasts. Oh. I can't want to say, throw, like, I'll throw some shekels our way. Throw some pennies. Exactly. Pounds. We want pounds flung our way. Yes. <laughs> Spend five hundred pound on the telly. That'll get us started. Exactly. We'll probably earn like a nice fiver off of that. <laughs> no, that'd be that'd be ten percent, you know. Oh, yeah. So we'll earn a nice cool two hundred and fifty. No. Mass fails. 1%. Anyway, we'd get twenty-five quid off of five hundred. Okay. Right. <laughs> It's got to the point of the podcast where we have mentally given up on you, the listening yeah. audience, and our rambling shit. Yeah. Fuck off and tune in next week. Yeah, please. <laughs> please come back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the truth. No, Jack, you can't handle the truth. See, the truth is that All Things Film offers the best value in free movie podcasts on the internet. That's right, free, as in it costs you nothing. Daily Grindhouse, films and swearing, a movie podcast. It was only a pound. La La Film, Maths Movie Side UK, Podcast on Fire, and of course Film Exploitation, the All Things Film podcast. All free and all available online on iTunes, on the podcast app, on Stitcher, on TuneIn Radio, direct or from www.allthingsfilm.co.uk As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. See, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. All Things Film, the premium 
film movie podcast feed on the net.